This winter, Hulu and Disney Plus are better together in a brand new bundle. That's wicked. Wicked good. With titles like Disenchanted and Willow on Disney Plus. And Fleischman is in trouble. And welcome to Chippendales on Hulu. I love this place. All for just $9.99 a month. All of these and more now streaming. 18 and over only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. See the DisneyBundle.com for details. Today is a new day. Today is the day that your voice will be heard. Today you will learn more on how to get out of your captivity and begin stepping into who you were always meant to be. Welcome to your new life. My name is Dr. Ludi Green, and I am the host of Ending Domestic Abuse. This is a very special episode of our podcast because it is first in a new series dedicated to delving into specific self-help topics related to domestic abuse, and we'll cover what you can do right now to get your life on the right track. This episode will be another in our one-on-one series. It will be a shorter episode, but it will be just you and me. I want to spend these next 15 minutes talking with you, sharing stories, and giving you tools you need to succeed. We will be right back after this short break. Welcome back to Ending Domestic Abuse. Today, let's talk about the importance of mentorship in building confidence and careers. You may ask, why cover a topic of giving back to others on a podcast dedicated to giving victims of violence tools and strategies for helping themselves? The answer is focusing on helping others on their journey for a better, more fulfilling life often gives hope, self-confidence, and a belief in better things to come for victims who have had so much taken from them and are rebuilding themselves. Let's begin with defining what is mentorship or mentoring. Mentoring is a relationship created between two people, usually one who is an experienced, skilled, or seasoned employee or executive, and the other who has less experience or new to a particular career field. Often the mentee is a young high school or college graduate looking to find their footing in an overwhelming job market. A mentee can also be someone starting on a new career path later in life or deciding to return to work after a long absence. The purpose of this relationship is for the mentor to transfer the knowledge, skills, and lessons they have learned through their experiences to help the mentee identify and eventually reach their career goals. However, the mentoring relationship is not only about building careers, but can also be about building relationships. That is, just being a friend, someone who listens. Let me tell you a story about a young woman who moved to Washington, D.C. by herself. She hardly knew anybody in this new city. With no direct support from her family, she came with a suitcase of personal items. But she did have her goals and dreams. This aspiring youth set her sights on Capitol Hill, and soon she became an intern in Congress. At the same time, she volunteered on evenings and weekends at a local shelter for abused women. Little did she know that she would eventually choose a career path in human resource management and use that training toward her passion to advocate for career development and financial security for victims of domestic violence. 
she went on to found a nonprofit providing employment placement services for victims of violence and become a senior advisor to the U.S. government to address a global issue of human trafficking. And more recently, she will be recording this podcast for you. This is my story in a nutshell. I would have not achieved any of this if it were not for my support system of mentors, the co-workers who helped me not feel lonely in a new city, the family of friends who coached me as a young woman and instilled in me confidence that leads to success in obtaining one's goals and dreams. I count five mentors during my start who had great impact on my life journey. My first mentor, Commissioner Barbara Shane Todd, a woman who transferred to me a love and desire to serve this country. She introduced me to American politics and government and started me as a page in the Florida legislature. My second mentor, Commissioner Carol Roberts, a woman whose love and passion for human rights was critical during my 20s, a time of finding myself and understanding what I was going to do in my life and career. My third mentor, Senator Bob Dole, a man who truly believed in my life mission. He walked me through the process of how public policy developed work and would take me personally to introduce me to the key players in Capitol Hill on domestic violence issues and educate me on how to advocate for women and children with elected officials. He joined the board of my nonprofit for providing free employment placement services to victims and was a great source of encouragement when I needed it most during those early years. The fourth mentor is Georgia Mosbacher, former president and CEO of Borghese, who also played a key role on my organization's board, believing in my vision of fighting violence against women through economic empowerment. She gave me guidance and support on the business aspects of running a business as well, and went as far as providing the nonprofit office space in her firm pro bono. The fifth mentor, Seriana Huffington, founder of Huffington Post and Thrive Global, who served on the advisory board of my nonprofit, promoted my book when published, Ending Domestic Violence Captivity, gave a platform to my public advocacy initiatives through her networks. This is a very special friend, always an email or text away. She's unbelievable, ever responding in short order when seeking guidance and encouragement. I know from firsthand experience how daunting and frustrating it is to know what you want to do but to have no one to guide you or support you along the way makes that journey much more difficult. This is a situation that is familiar to many people, but especially women. I truly encourage you to identify a mentor in your life if you do not already have one. Do not fear. I met the mentors I mentioned through events, friends of a friend, organizations I was associated with, and volunteering. Be strong and believe there are good people out there who truly want to help, give them a chance. Even though women outnumber men at nearby every educational level and make up half the workforce in many countries, women hold just 24%, less than one quarter of senior management roles. In Fortune 500 companies, women make up the tiny 3% of CEOs, and only one in 18 women earn a six-figure salary in the U.S. versus one in seven men. If we view these statistics, as individual problems that we must each figure it out our own way around, we will not be successful. The success of women in this country depends on our ability to work together, support each other, and use our accomplishments to pave the way for others. Mentoring is the best way to start this journey together. 25% of employees enroll in mentoring programs 
have been shown to earn an increased salary rate change compared to only 5% of those who did not participate. Mentees are promoted five times more often than those without mentors. And it is not only about the mentees. Mentors themselves are six times more likely to be promoted. Mentorship is a two-way street. I have mentored many women and men in my life in the process of watching them grow and gain confidence and then thrive in their desired careers have been life-changing for me. When we come back from the break, I will tell you the inspired stories of some young women that I have mentored. Then we will talk about the most important steps to engage a successful mentorship, how to find the right mentor, and how to maintain the relationship. Welcome back to Ending Domestic Abuse. We're talking today about mentorship, a relationship that is as powerful to the mentor as the mentee. There is power in helping others. As female leaders, we must find a balance between holding power and becoming a part of the support system for new leaders. The transition of power and transfer of institutional knowledge is our responsibility as leaders. Let me tell you some stories about the women I have mentored who have become leaders in their own right. My first story is about a woman we'll call Mora. I met Mora virtually when she was 19, and she worked as a remote intern for me. Although she was a student at the University of Michigan, she told me she wanted to work as a speechwriter on Capitol Hill one day. With that goal in mind, as her mentor, I helped her move to Washington, D.C. when she graduated and found her job, first as an intern for a congresswoman, and then a full-time job with a senator. By the time Mora was 25, she had become a press secretary, and now she's a media relations expert working through the COVID pandemic. Like me, Mora knows what it is like to be the only woman in a room full of men, but through my support, she developed confidence in her qualifications and learned the tricks to thrive in that position. Personal connections are so, so important, especially in places like Washington, D.C., where sometimes who you know makes all the difference between getting hired and getting passed over. Even for people who are not moving in from a different state, it can be a challenge to build a support system. Networking is not as easy as it sounds. Mentors are so important to the process of opening doors and making connections. The next story I will tell you is about a woman we'll call Jenna. Jenna and I bonded over our similar passions of helping women in violent situations. Jenna started by volunteering my nonprofit Second Chance Employment Services, where eventually she was seeing clients one-on-one. Over the couple of years I worked with her, we focused on sharpening her existing skills and building back her emotional foundation. This is what I mean when I say that mentoring is not only helping someone develop skills in a network, it is also psychological too, building confidence and overcoming fears and doubts. Jenna needed to build up her own self-esteem in order to effectively give back and serve others. When she was ready, I connected her with organizations and people in the international field of gender-based violence. One eventually secured a position at one of the largest intergovernmental alliances in the world. I'm still in contact with these two mentees and ever ready to support when called upon. Good mentorship does not just end when a mentee gets a job. It is a deeper, long-lasting relationship. So by now, you might be thinking, well, how do I find a good mentor? Or how do I form and maintain this essential relationship? 
Here are some of my quick tips to get you started on this journey. First, finding a good mentor means finding the right one uniquely for you. There are a few key things that can help you figure it out if a person is the right match for you. Number one, a good mentor is someone you feel comfortable with. It should be someone you can come to for advice or questions without fear in judgment or biased answers. Some people that you might consider are former bosses, former professors or teachers, maybe family friends, or maybe somebody who you just met casually at an event. It can become a mentor. Second, the person should be able to help you career-wise. It is great that you have a comfortable and trusting relationship with your high school history teacher, but he might not be able to help you advance your career in international women's health. You're looking for a person who is or was in your field or field of interest and who is familiar with what it takes to advance in your chosen career path. They do not necessarily have to work for the same organization you do or the one you want to work for, but it's preferably if they have connections in the field or area you're interested in. Finally, personal connection is what makes mentorship more than just career coaching. Having common experiences or identities can help build empathy in a mentoring relationship. With this deeper level of understanding, mentorships can be more rewarding for both mentee and mentor. My final piece of advice is, when you find a mentor, it is very easy to let life get in the way of building the relationship. Sometimes mentors get caught up in their other responsibilities or mentees land a job and then stop reaching out to their mentor. Make sure you are making the effort to keep in contact with your mentor. Share your successes with them. Continue to keep them updated on your life. For mentors, mentees are still developing skills even after they secure a position. There's always room for additional growth and support. That wraps up our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you're interested in learning more about the coaching work that I do, go to ludigreen.com slash executive coaching or go to ludigreen.com and click coaching. I will be happy to embark you in the journey of leading your own life. To help spread our podcast, please share it with your social media or give us a five-star rating and leave a comment to let us know what you think of this new segment and to suggest new topics. If you have any questions or need help for an abusive relationship, don't delay. We want to hear from you now. Send us an email through our website at ludigreen.com or you can call our hotline at 202-643-2327. That's 202-643-2327. On our next show, we have as our guest, Erin Laurie, a blogger, a financial expert, and the author of Broke Millennial. Until then, be safe and blessings. Blessings.